Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. What is up, everybody? On today's episode, a little break from the guests. Got a special thing. Fan script day, all games day. So we got two fan scripts. They're both so funny. We got a hypothetical matrix quad call. I don't know what you call the next, but now they're actually making it. Anyways, we got a, a matrix script from Fuller and 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 also help written by Mike Carosa, who's very funny. He's I've been on the podcast, you know, Mike. And uh, we got another fan script for 127 hours, which is incredibly funny. Uh, and and I hope you guys enjoy both those. And then we got a bunch of games, uh, a few games. I said a bunch, then I remembered that it's not like a bunch, but we play some, and we got a new one, a new game called uh, uh, Opposite Day. So I hope you enjoy it. We got fan scripts, we got games, a little special insert episode here. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, if you want, come find us on on Twitter and Instagram, Never Seen It Show, and come hit us up on Discord. We got a bunch of fans hanging out, playing games, talking about movies and music and all that sort of stuff. Not a joke. Go to fart.kyleairs.com. Fart.kyleairs.com. Can you believe it was available? It was. And Discord's free. If you've never done it, it's very fun and, and cool. And it's like building a little community of people who can hang out. Uh, but we're on the socials, all that. Thank you for listening. I'm at Kyle Ayers everywhere if you want to find that. Uh, I got an album coming out very soon. The pre-sale will actually start uh, a week from tomorrow. So please look out for that. Please follow me at Kyle Ayers on Instagram and Twitter. And, and you can see all the information about the stand-up album. I made it before the pandemic. Uh, so there's a real audience, very exciting, uh, and, and I'm doing it with Blonde Medicine, a great label, and I'm super, super excited for it, and I would love it if, if you guys would follow me and, and 
and check that out. It, the pre-order is going to start a week from tomorrow. It's going to start on uh, Friday, was that the 25th? And the album's going to be out October 16. And it's going to be, I think it's, I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. And uh, I hope you come follow me and get information on that. And enjoy this episode of Fan Scripts and uh, Games. We got Rebecca and Todd on here. It's so fun. Weird tech hiccups, but you know how it is. You're going to, you'll, you'll get it. Thanks for listening. Let me make sure we got snowballs. We got snowballs. We got good, the right microphones. It is uh, uh, all games day and fan script day here on Never Seen It. So if this is your first ever Never Seen It episode, hang up now and call back uh, for any of the other episodes. But this is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where generally comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Today, though, we are breaking form, and it has nothing to do with the fact that a lot of guests canceled and everything to do with the fact that this is a scheduled thing that I planned out the entire time far in advance. And we are uh, doing a couple of fan scripts and a games day. All games day sounds like a holiday with a bad history. It sounds like a holiday we'd be using to like replace <laughs> Independence Day because Independence Day is, you know, we're like trying to push all games day is now what it is where you yeah. just we eat hot dogs. Uh, I'm joined here once again by Rebecca Steinberg. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and also yeah, joined by Todd Sklar. Uh, who, who Hello. Is Thanks for having me. Chair. <laughs> I got a real good, good bouncy chair. It's good. What kind of chair are you working with there? Because I've been I've been trying to get a new desk chair. Do you have that same one from when I was there? Well, you'll appreciate this actually, Kyle. So in my bedroom, I have my nice uh, ergonomic Aeron chair. Uh, this mm-hmm. chair right here is actually the chair that I got from Cheetan Patel, our friend in Brooklyn, and have oh, yes. broken both the arms off at this point. This guy has made it about fifteen years at this point, and uh, it's going to keep trucking. That is absolutely wild. Good chair. I hope yep. Cheetan has got another chair. Shout since out Cheetan Patel. Uh, Rebecca, what kind of chair are you working with? A shitty plastic IKEA chair with a yeah. sheepskin rug oh. on it to make it, Ooh. you know, less ass numbing. I got this terrible, like the cheapest IKEA <laughs> uh, desk chair chair, you know. And it's bad, and it hurts, uh-huh. and my back hurts every day. And I bought this thing called the Back Hugger <laughs> off of bad. Amazon, and it hasn't helped one bit. All it does is make me sweaty. So I am now, <laughs> if any chair companies want to sponsor the <laughs> podcast, God, please, Casper, make a chair. I don't know what please. to do. Someone, please. Hell yeah. Um, so we have two fan never seen getting one of those, today. I'm thinking of getting one of those fine things. Oh, okay. The spine things. I'm excited that the last time. Yeah, I was thinking of getting one of those contraptions, those things, those like straps you put around yourself that like <laughs> fix your posture. Do you remember those weird <laughs> like, like weight sort of like a... straps <laughs> that they used to? It was like housewives yeah. would have them where they just wrap around you and shake weight off of you oh, like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shake those it off, man. Worked, right? Those shake it right off. Worked. No way. No, they just shake you. They just like vibrate your whole body until the fat just kind of gets scared away. Right. (laughs) That's just, I mean, we all made fun of them. And then in like 2007, they sold ab belts to men and they were the exact same thing where it was just like, wear this belt and it just sort of clenches you. Oh, you could, you could get six pack while you sleep. And it's like, I, you cannot. 
if you could, that would have been the first technology that <laughs> everyone had. If there was like some sort, if there was a cheat yeah, for like getting in better shape, it would be the only technology that exists. Uh, so get a good chair. True. I, I I want an Aeron like Todd. That's if you what what Aeron. What's the company that makes that? There or what's the name? Uh, of yeah. It is Herman Miller. Herman Miller Aeron <laughs> chair. Right. I actually I kind of lied earlier. I have a Mira chair, which is a step down from the Aeron. Uh, I know the Mira. A significant a price step shopping. down, but not a significant downgrade in in uh, quality. It's a pretty good chair. I'm a big fan of the Mira over the Aeron. I had an Aeron chair in Brooklyn. Uh, and I loved it, but it was just too expensive to get another one out here in Los Angeles. We've not sold uh, enough TV shows yet. So I, I went to the Mirror Chair. Why didn't this you bring, has been Herman Miller-sponsored Todd Podcast about Chair Talk. <laughs> this is called Kyle Thanks Chairs. My guest on today. Here with, uh, I'm your host, Kyle Chairs. And that is uh, God, Herman Miller. Give me one of those chairs. They're so comfortable. You can sit in them for more than three they hours. They should do that. They're the best. I do think I'm on a bit of a delay again, just FYI. With the chairs? No, audio. I think my audio is delayed again. Oh, we can Just hear you. You're, you're working on you right. You need a better chair. Okay. Everyone knows okay, we're okay, with the, the, the socially distant technology here with us. <laughs> you're not on a delay. We're just still talking about chairs. <laughs> you might have thought you were <laughs> yeah, on a delay. That's, that's what because, it is. Because it's still yeah. talking about stupid fucking chairs. But I've been trying to... I Because I, everything you read about desk chairs says this same thing it says don't waste your money on there there is no good 200 dollars one they're like sit in crap until you can afford a herman miller that's literally what every single thing is go. it's like otherwise you'll buy eight three hundred dollar chairs but these herman miller chairs are eleven hundred dollars they're so expensive Jeez, and all the you gotta, you gotta get got a good credit crap. craigslist liquidation sale I've been trying yeah, because this quarantine. No if you gotta wait for a Craigslist sale, I don't know. I want that a gray one too. I can't get a That's gray or white chair, or I just sweat into it completely. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but God, I wow. want a better chair. So I, I feel scripts. like if I put it into the chair universe, talk. I might. I built this whole little sound studio. You guys can't see it, but I got foam everywhere now, so I hope I sound less echoey. Now, if only I could get right. a chair. Right. Uh, anyway, th- we got fan scripts and we got games today. We got two fan scripts. One is for a theoretical fourth Matrix movie. It's not theoretical anymore, I guess, is it? They're making it. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I yeah. thought that I I was like I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> I haven't even seen the oh, third the- one, so or second. <laughs> well, if, if you like <laughs> the first I, one, you wish. <laughs> If you wish the first one spent all of the time on everything you didn't care about and was way longer, you'll love the second and third ones. Wow, yeah. great. <laughs> uh, and then we have a script for cool. 127 hours, which I have not seen. But someone told me has a very great. I very intentionally scene in have not seen. Yeah, I didn't see that one on purpose. Yes. I don't want to see that. No. Right. I, it feels like a weird... Mm-hmm. The arm cutting off thing feels like that weird corner of the internet that existed very early on of like backyard fight videos where people got really hurt. And like, it was just kind of like people were like, yes. oh, we can upload videos now. What Autopsy about the worst photos and that, that one sender shooting himself? Yeah. Like all yeah. of uh, the weird, this is when you're like a sophomore like pain, in high school. Like and then pain you, Olympics, like all that stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, the Steve-O section <laughs> of E-Bombs world. Uh, which my boy Steve-O, Steve-O hoping to, to that billboard still. 
Yeah. Did you, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You see, he taped himself to. Okay, okay. You know what? It's working, and he's getting the press from it right now. Um, so I want to give a big shout out to Steve. I'm stealing that. I'm using that somehow. <laughs> That's, That's so, so good. I used to love watching Jackass, and it sounds crazy, but I think comedians my age who don't attribute Jackass as like an influence are lying because it kind of was the first thing that was like, you know, you can just do this on your own and figure it out. Like it was kind of like you and your friends put all your time and you can get this. And I, I, I like a lot of pranks in Jackass because some of them are harmless or they're the butt of their own joke. I don't like any food or body yes. stuff. So I call it like the Steve-O store when it comes yeah. to like those Jackass things. And I, I don't like, I don't like body horror. Or, yeah. But just show me guys trying to skateboard in a loop. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> or the or the hardest thing I've ever <laughs> laughed at is when they left that baby seat on the roof of the SUV. I'm sure I wouldn't laugh as much now as an adult, and I'd be horrified if I got pranked like that. But when they left the baby seat on the roof of their SUV and drove off from it, that the first time I saw that, I thought that was nothing <laughs> would ever be funnier to me ever in my whole life. And still That's to this day, stuff. maybe two things have been. Um, I, I do feel like we're, we're, we're teetering into a little bit of a delay world. Do you guys feel that, that coming in here too? Like the, a delay of, of I, the I video think, here. Yeah, maybe potential. I don't know what to do here. Let's Watch take a break. And we're we're going to figure it out. Let's take a break. <laughs> we're back. We took that awesome break and actually solved something. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so we got a couple of fan scripts today. If you don't have yours read yet, I'm sorry. There are a lot of them uh, that I'm reading and organizing and figuring out. If you want to send one in, neverseenitshow at gmail.com. You can set it in there. That is our email. I don't have to tell you it's an email address. You know what that is. Um, Imagine if I thought I had to introduce email to people. Okay, (laughs) so we, we got two scripts today. The first one we're going to do is a sequel, uh, what was theoretical, and is now a real Matrix 4. This is Matrix 4. Uh, this is sent to us by Fuller. And this was also helped out by Mike Carosa, who's been on the podcast before, a very funny comedian uh, out of the uh, country of Canada. Oh, wow. You guys know Canada? It's like America, but they're actually working on this. Wait, and- wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I just opened this PDF. I'm in this PDF. What? I'm cast. Oh. They cast me. That's like, wait, what is going you on are. right now? You actually are. Holy shit. That's blowing my mind right now. I, I literally didn't know that. But it says Stefan Tradesman played by Todd Sklar. What is happening? Wait, I feel like crazy. I should talk to these guys and ask them what they want me to do now. I don't want to like let them down. This is crazy. No, well, th- I actually have, uh, if Stefan Traisman played by Todd Sklar, Rebecca, could you read that part? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so this is the Matrix Revelations, which feels like a good title for That's the fourth tremendous. one already, doesn't it? They might be able to sell that to the actual Matrix 4. Um. That seems right. It's like when people were trying to decide the new Washington football team name and everyone, one guy bought up all the trademarks for like warriors and all these yeah. things and was just camp and like red wolves and was just camping on. I'm like, that's a smart guy. It is a smart guy. Are they still just the Washington football team? They, they are, are. And it sounds fine to me. I love it. I, it's so dumb. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it is Because it is what they are. They are the Washington football it team. Like they're they not are. lying yeah. about it. They're, they're not the trying only, to pretend it's something else. Yeah. yeah. They are right. Unless you, unless you count Seattle. 
Right. Ooh, that's different that's wa- good. <laughs> different Washington. They should they change have their to name, name to the a different Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but they, they don't care about that. Seattle's new hockey team is called the Krakens. They are just, it, you know what I mean? At this point, and I love that. Fan Make your name awesome. a dumb fake thing. Make yep. your name a crazy. Every dino, every team should be a dinosaur. I mean, they aren't fake, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like every why, why you have to attach yourself to some like specific human existence is crazy to me. Make your it should be bird, cat, dinosaur, myth. Those yeah. should be the four divisions, and yeah. and even then, not all birds. Touche, touche. Um, I just don't trust crows. They're too smart. They remember you. They're they're uh, evil for sure. My apartment complex is infested with crows or overrun. Really? Not infested. I, I guess overrun <laughs> is maybe the better word. That yeah. sounds like an infestation. Yeah, it's always been yeah. this way. Um, they've always been here, and they'll be here long after we're gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole YouTube compilation of like crows solving puzzles for cheese, and they like <laughs> go through and they, they they move yeah. rods around and everything They're to like geniuses. figure out a memory puzzle. And then I'm just like, but the whole time that crow's doing that, it's like this fucking human's making me do a fucking puzzle for cheese. And I'm later gonna fuck, I'm gonna- <laughs> first, I'm going to get the cheese, and then I'm never going to forget this guy's face. I'm going to fucking peck his eyes out. Yeah, and it's super scary. Yeah. It's, imagine, you know, I mean, the, we shouldn't be doing all this testing on animals. And you, you put a rat through a test and the rat just sort of forgets it and it doesn't know it's a test. The crow is like, this is a test. I am succeeding at the test. Give me the cheese. Oh, is that Eric? Yeah. Hi, Eric. I'm going to memorize your face. That's yeah, we're, fly- we're he- flying too close to the sun testing these right. crows. Especially because you know who can get way closer Crows. crows. Yeah. They can actually fly. Uh, and also, I can never memorize a crow's face. So no. you know what I mean? I've, that's that's going to be true. so scary. Is that you're like, there's a crow out there that hates you. And Kyle, then you walk outside, there's eight crows. And you're that's like. That's so ignorant. <laughs> uh, hey, ACAB. That's how I think all crows are, are bastards. Um, <laughs> all crows are about to kill me. That's true. <laughs> All crows are basically have the same face. All crows are basically look alike. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Oh, man, I guess we're using Zoom because it got way more fun when we can talk (laughs) and it's not delayed. Yes. Yes. All right. So so we got the script for this is uh, a fan script. This is written by Fuller. This is written by Mike Carroza. And this is for Matrix Revelations. I'm just going to instinctively gut cast this thing here, if that sounds okay with both of you. Hell yeah. They, they gave us a Dreamcast, so I, which is not by Sega. They gave us the, their, their cast of their dreams. Um, that'd be tight if they gave me a Dreamcast. I have so a So I'm going to tell you the, the character you do. It's the only... <laughs> uh, here. So we have Ad Lady, who, who the Dreamcast is Flo from Progressive. Todd, would you like to play Ad Lady? Yeah, sure. Great. Uh, we have Mike Carosa, who is portrayed by uh, in in his dreams, Mike Carosa. Uh, Rebecca, would you like to play Mike Carosa? Sure. Uh, we have Trinity, Trini, played by Emily Blunt. Uh, I'm gonna let me look through and see who has the most lines here. Uh, I'll play Trini because it looks like she talks to Mike Carosa a lot. So, uh, Stefan Tradesman, Dreamcast Todd Sklar. <laughs> Rebecca, would you like to play <laughs> Stefan Tradesman? I would be honored. Great. Uh, Grandpa Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne. Great casting. Todd, would you like to play Grandpa Morpheus? Yeah, sure. And a reporter, Dreamcast, would be Anderson Cooper. I'll go ahead and do that because I'm just going to assume it's uh, a television talking in the background of it eventually towards the end. Are you going to um, do stage direct? You're going to do wall to wall? 
And I'll do the wall to wall here as well. Wait, I want to play so, Stefan Tradesman. They wanted me to do it. I want to do it. Right, let, let's, let's let Todd. <laughs> I want to give them their dreams. <laughs> let's let Todd be Stefan Tradesman. I want to okay, see if I can so, live up to the hype. Okay, so then do you want to play Grandpa Morpheus? Um, sure. Rebecca, sure. I think yeah. you're going to end up having to talk to yourself at some point. All right. But we'll get there. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll be playing Trini and Reporter. Todd will be Ad Lady and Stefan Tradesman. Rebecca, you are Mike Carosa and Grandpa Morpheus. This is the Matrix Revelations, having never been seen by Fuller and Mike Carosa. A joint effort here. Here we go. Interior. Wow, how's this 71 pages? Interior. Generic American family home. Day. A TV from the 1950s clicks on. It looks suspiciously like the same TV from the original Matrix movie when Morpheus is explaining the Matrix to Neo for the first time. The commercial is from circa 2010, showcasing the first smartphone from Prism, the leading tech firm responsible for global telecommunication advancement. The ad lady for Prism is showing the newest features of texting and the app sphere, where users can download applications they want to build themselves. Users can sell their apps on app sphere, generating new income sources for numerous people. Suddenly, the ad cuts to present day. There are 14 different versions of Prism smartphones, ensuring all income levels have access. Ad lady. As you can see, Prism has come a long way from our creator's humble vision. What started as a revolution has become a necessity of life. We thank the creator for all he has done. The ad features a portrait image of the creator, better known as Stefan Tradesman, inventor of the smartphone and app sphere. The image fades to a black silhouette around Stefan Tradesman. The camera zooms in over on his face, and we see his left eye twitch. During the eye twitch, green code begins scrolling down Stefan's face. Yes. The green code continues to fall until the whole screen is nothing but green code falling. Suddenly, the camera pulls back, and we see the title card. The Matrix. Revelations. Interior, Prism Headquarters, Day. The movie cuts to Mike Carosa, a laughing ball of energy, idly scrolling through his work email in his cubicle on the 69th floor nice. of the Prism Headquarters office. His co-worker Trini is nearby and trying to keep Mike focused on his job. Trini is sort of like the Emily Blunt character from the Devil Wars Prada movie, an English bitch, but you, who you still feel bad for in the end. Not me, not me. Why do I keep getting these emails? They are not addressed to me, and I have no clue who they're trying to contact. Who gives a fuck? Just block them and shut up. <laughs> oh, Trini, I love you. You're so funny. In all honesty, though, I tried to block the account. The same email just comes from a different account. Again, why the fuck do I care? Okay, Trini, I have to get back to work. Great catching up with you. <laughs> Mike gets a pop-up meeting alert for a meeting in a conference room 912. Mike walks into the conference room and sits down. Suddenly, the conference room door slams and locks. The motorized blinds begin to cover the windows so no one can see in. An image of Stefan Tradesman appears hovering in the middle of the conference table. The right eye on the hologram twitches. Holy smokes, did you just see that? Who's Mike talking to? He's alone in the room. <laughs> Mike slowly reaches his hand towards the hologram. Right before he is able to touch the image, it fades away. Suddenly, we hear the voice of Grandpa Morpheus. He is super fucking old, like Yoda old. Are you this sure? Is, now it's Grandpa Morpheus and Mike talking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be sure, Mike. <laughs> Good golly, sir. Who are you? And sure about what? I've never seen you before in my whole entire life. I am Morpheus. I was once part of the mighty revolution that resulted in the peace between the machines and the people of Zion. Oh, yeah? What was that movie called? The Mainframe? Movie? That was not a movie, son. That was real life. That was history. That was a movie that I did not care for. Sunglasses emoji. 
did you just say sunglasses emoji? <laughs> it's really funny. He said so. Suddenly a news bulletin flashes across the glass windows. Yeah, we have cool shit like that in the future where all the windows act like computer screens. The bulletin closed caption reads, escaped elderly man with dementia seen in your area. If encountered, please push the security button in your designated work area. A picture of Grandpa Morpheus is displayed under the description. Mike seems confused and Grandpa Morpheus is getting nervous. So, Grandpa Grandpa Morphosilius, how are you doing today? Mike, I know who you are. I know who you <laughs> really are. Truly, this is coming off like a weird breakdown Rebecca is having. Like I if we it. just isolated. <laughs> <laughs> Mike gets up from the table and slowly walks toward the security button by the locked conference room door. Instead of the one purple button Mike was accustomed to, there were two choices, a red button and a blue button. Oh, that the details of purple buttons, but that's smart. Mike has a choice to make. Mike, <laughs> you can see it, can't you? There's never only one choice. There's always another way. If you push the blue button, the security forces will come and take me away. You will return to your job and all of this will fade from your memory. If you push the red button, we burn this motherfucker down and you help restore Zion to its former glory. So, which button will you push, Neo? Hey, how'd you know about those emails? (laughs) (laughs) Interior Prison Board of Directors Conference Room Day. The movie cuts the archival footage of Stefan Tradesman. He has a distinct clothing line that he wears all the time. He has an arrogance to him. Like he is better than everyone around him. He also seems eerily familiar. He's in a a high-rise boardroom with a 30-foot-long table, all crafted from a single piece of wood. There is one chair at the table where a blank-faced mannequin sits. Stefan Tradesman is standing with his back to the mannequin. He turns around slowly and we hear him speak. Hello, investors. I've been (laughs) expecting you. I bring before you a device that will revolutionize the way humans communicate, the way they live. I even bring forth a concept that will have them enslave themselves. (laughs) Dreamcasting. Suddenly the face of the mannequin begins to swirl. It never fully takes shape, but shows moments of excitement, joy, and hunger. Yes. Yes, I understand your excitement and anticipation. However, we want this rollout to be successful. We do not want a repeat of before. I have corrected the mistakes from previous experiments. I do not need to be copied to escape and be free. I just need my ideas to be copied and my philosophy will spread like the virus that is humanity. (laughs) That laugh is unmistakable. Stefan Tradesman is revealed to actually be a surviving copy of Agent Smith. Whoa! Stefan Tradesman holds up his phone, showing the mannequin head something. The camera pans around so we see what Stefan is looking at. It's the logo for AppSphere. Exterior, busy street in a major city, day. Cut to the cliffhanger ending of the movie to guarantee at least two more sequels. Hell, if Star Wars can do it twice, why not The Matrix? The camera zooms in on Mike Carrozza and Grandpa Morpheus getting on a city bus. It's a busy, crowded day as usual. Mike and Grandpa Morpheus get on the bus and notice everyone is staring down into their laps, idly scrolling on their smartphones as obl- and oblivious to the world around them. Mike and Grandpa Morpheus are the only two not looking at their phones. Even the driver of the bus is not paying attention to the surroundings since buses are automated now. Tell me again, Grandpa Morpheus, why we're headed to the assisted living facility? Where else do you expect to find a landline? We cannot leave the Matrix with a cell phone, Mio. Wait, what button did I push back in the boardroom? And why do you keep calling me Mio? 
As the movie begins to fade out, we hear a breaking news bulletin. I knew it. I knew this was going to, this is why I said I would be this. This is breaking news. A new health scare is limiting access to assisted living facilities out of precaution to the residents. Please download the new Face Me app from the App Sphere to visit your loved ones. The movie fades to black. Green letters begin to scroll down. The movie says, to be continued. Hell yeah. Cue the Rage Against the Machine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's tight. Me and Randy actually, like a couple years ago, were pitching a concept that was uh, essentially like an old guy. Uh, we weren't going Matrix style. We were going more of like a uh, time time travel thing, but like an old guy who was trying to help these two 20, like mid-20s guys uh, with like accomplishing a save the world feat. And then it turns out he's just an old crazy guy. That's great. <laughs> it's pretty fun. So I, I like that concept a whole lot. I'm a yeah. big fan. Oh, man. I can't imagine the... One thing that worked well with The Matrix, the original one, was that technology had not progressed so far in the real, in in our world that it was allowed to, to, you know what I mean? Everything wasn't, digital was still such a separate reality. Your computer was a separate reality and a thing that you sat down at. Oh, yeah. And so it was very much plug in, unplug. It, that metaphor made more sense than I think it does now. Yeah. Where there is no plug in or unplug. We're just in it. Um, also, just... The way that this red pill thing has took off on the internet is so bizarre. And is, the movie yeah. has created so many weird things. And, um, <laughs> but man, bullet time is tight. Touche. Touche. It holds up. The first Matrix is real great. It's a real great movie to watch. Yeah. Then after that, maybe they, they're better. I, I've rewatched them both since the first time I saw them, and they're better than I, I originally thought, but still kind of like. It's almost like the first one went so well that then it was how many ideas can we can we cram in our entire idea for the entire existence into oh, yeah. these next ones? And you were like, oh, not quite. It's me just such a weird lofty. It would, I bet they would be incredible books. Me and Rennie did uh, like this was six or seven years ago. So easily 10 years after it came out, we did the albino uh, twins guys. It's a Halloween costume. We thought that'd be a fun uh, <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of reference thing to do. It was good. It's a pretty fun one. I mean, I, yeah, I, I love when it's just a Halloween costume. That was definitely the biggest Halloween costume of the year. 12 years, years after it happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Like best. I was thinking I might go as Steve Irwin this year. Well, you know what I mean? Yes. Like just some exciting stuff. Go uh, where, where are you going to go? Oh, home. Oh, touche. Touche. Um, <laughs> Because he, I remember he died in like September or October. There's always something that happens sort of right before Halloween. Like, yep. could you imagine if Tiger King came out right? I mean, this Halloween's going to be a wash anyways. It won't be. Everyone's going to go do stuff and then we're going to be in hell for longer. Yep. But uh, <laughs> if Tiger King had come out right now, oh, do you know yeah. what? That would have been like the Halloween hell. Oh, everyone's going to be those fucking St. Louis people with the fucking There's guns. definitely going to. Oh, yeah. Ugh. That's the Halloween costume oh, of the yeah. year. I thought you meant just like a baseball player. Also um, doable. <laughs> who was i was listening to some uh uh comedian talk about how how excited cities get if you reference something while you're doing stand-up in that city and that's very true if you're just like in if like uh, if you just and he was like he literally was like i was in st louis and i was like i was looking at that arch and people everyone clapped like they, they were like can you believe he knows the thing and it's like it's a huge fucking thing everyone in the world knows about and he's like look at him put in the time and do the research to see that we have a arch that's really funny. Um, all right, I like that. Thank you, Fuller. Thank you, Mike, for your for your script there, uh, and, and for so their another... excellent casting. <laughs> we got another script. This one here is from Ed. Ed has never seen 127 hours, so there's only one and a half people in this one. So, um, Todd, you're going to play Hugh. 
Rebecca, you're going to play Andy, all right? Okay. And I'll do the wall-to-wall. 127 Hours remembers the James Franco uh, based on a true story about a guy who uh, uh, gets trapped, made a bunch of bad decisions, and became a hero for it. Um, (laughs) So that's American Sniper. Um, That that. dude's the worst. Love that That white guy genre. (laughs) That dude's the worst. Yeah. I know. It's like white guy, white guy makes horrible decisions and is a and hero. Is a hero. I mean, this is definitely okay. different than American Sniper. Oh yeah, this uh, is more. This is more into the wild. Yeah, yeah. I don't consider the guy in this to be a terrorist. No, um, <laughs> no. And the guy in this isn't ruining the name Kyle. Sorry. <laughs> Which that Kyle did, and then most and then recently the most another recent, Kyle another, who seemed a worse Kyle, right. arguably much worse Kyle, even. Yeah, at least a legal wise worse kyle yeah yeah yeah, maybe maybe they're equally bad kyles uh so here we go 127 hours we've got a whole podcast where i just try and fix the pr around kyle and it's like it all started when cartman made that song called kyle's mom is a bitch yeah um that was made bus rides terrible all right here we go i can't imagine ed uh, 127 listen, the, the, listen, the Daywalkers episode also was tough for me. So, <laughs> what does even ever happen with Todd? That guy from Breaking Bad that was like dense. <laughs> That's interesting. Jesse Plemons, right? That he's Todd. Yeah. He? Oh, he's incredible. He's Classic incredible, and Todd. he's he's Todd. He's but he's like everyone's like, look at that. He's a sociopath, so it's okay. One, like of, one of those, uh, you know what I mean? One of the Flanders boys is a Todd. That that's kind of yeah. uh, not a great branding move. Yeah, as long as you don't have a brother whose name is Rod. Yes. Um, yep. Rhyming kids is always going to be a problem. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, 127 hours. Ed has never seen it. Exterior, fade in. Exterior. The sun. Day. The Sunday. Uh, s- somebody find out if we're allowed to get a direct shot of the sun. Because I know you're not supposed to look directly at it, but I don't know if it counts if you film directly at it and watch the film. That's a good question. That's a good I question. think you can watch film of the sun. But I actually don't know. I don't know. Maybe get an intern to try it out. We don't have those. Anyways, assuming we get the shot, pan down to a desert landscape. Cactus, animal skulls, all the tropes. Mountains in the background blur as hot air rises from the sand. In the foreground, a scorpion scuttles into view, pauses to wipe sweat from its brow. That's funny, the scorpion. Uh, then suddenly flees as a person stomp. Person's stomping foot fills the frame. Zoom out, zoom out to reveal Hugh, who may or may not be played by James Franco, hiking alone through the wilderness. Title card, zero hours. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you... He suddenly stops and stares into the distance. He has spotted something interesting. He lifts binoculars hanging around his neck and looks through them. We see what he sees via one of those old-timey binocular outline cutout shots. You think those are old-timey, but they still use them all of the time. This is not the script, but Todd and I just talked about uh, um, POV stuff, uh, like, Enemy of the State, yeah. and they use like that sort of shot a million times in that, where it's through a camera. Anyways. It's a bird's nest on a rocky outcrop, and the net in the nest is a bald eagle. It looks to one side and spreads its wings in a demonstration of patriotism. Gotcha, you feathered bastard. He puts the binoculars in his bag and takes out a water bottle. There's not much water left. He holds the bottle in one hand and checks a wristwatch on the other, judging one against each other. Yeah, I got time. I don't have to be back till late. This should only take me, what, two or three hours? I got all the hours in the world right now. 
<laughs> he packs up and sets off towards the nest. Good thing I checked, though. Lucky I have my trusty wristwatch with me so I can hold useful objects in one hand and check the time with the other. Man, I love having two hands. <laughs> Title, zero hours, but the zero rotates like one of those hand counter doodads that club bouncers use. And now it says, Title, one hours. Cut to exterior, cliff base, day. Hugh arrives at the base of the outcrop. He looks up, squinting at the sun, and realizes it's a lot higher than he realized. He checks his watch again. Yeah, I got time. would be a shame to spend all these hours coming here for nothing. If there's one thing I can spare right now, it's hours. He starts climbing. Yep, I got all the hours a man could ask for. Ever since I got laid off from the clock store for getting all handsy <laughs> with the female employees, I got nothing but hours. Told me I should keep my hands to myself in the future. So now I do. Hours and hours, just me and my hands. <laughs> this is amazing. Kisses his right hand. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, you've seen your fair share of trouble. He sees his left hand and kisses that one too. You too, buddy. Trouble on both sides. <laughs> Cut to exterior cliff top day. Title, two hours. <laughs> Hugh reaches the top, exhausted, and looks down at his hands. Man. When left and right get along and work together, we can achieve great things. <laughs> he spies the dude, this is so funny. Is really he spies funny. the eagle's nest on the cliff's edge. Like taking back what's ours? He tiptoes up to the nest with his hands outstretched, ready to strangle the eagle. Ooh, I'm gonna enjoy killing you, you beaky fuck. I swear <laughs> I'm gonna choke you with my bare hands, or my name isn't Hugh Briss. When he's finally <laughs> close enough, he pounces, but the nest is empty. What the? The eagle, silhouetted against the sun, appears behind him. He turns around slowly. Ah! The eagle flaps and squawks at Hugh, who stumbles backward, trips, and falls off the cliff. Cut to black. Title, 14 hours. Exterior, cliff base, night. Close up on Hugh, unconscious. A coyote sniffs at the bloody wound on his head and does a little wee on it. This wakes him up. Ah, that stings! Jeez, this is starting to get out of... He starts to get up, but doesn't quite make it because his right hand is trapped under a big rock. Hand. Cut to black. Title, 20 hours. Exterior, cliff-based night. He was playing five-finger filet by holding a penknife in his mouth. <laughs> yes. He gets yes. bored and gives up and ends up playing with the knife, folding it in and out. He glints in the sunlight. He looks at the blade, then looks at his trapped hand, then the knife, and then the hand, and so on, an unreasonable amount of times. Nah. Montage of Hugh passing time trapped in the desert. Suggested music, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles. 48 hours, Hugh is playing Candy Crush. 54 hours, Hugh is playing Thumb War with the Coyote. 72 hours, Hugh is asleep. 96 hours, Hugh is trying to braid his own hair, which is difficult because he can't see what he's doing and only has one hand free. 108 hours, Hugh is masturbating but having little success because he keeps stopping to choke himself, <laughs> then has to stop choking himself to masturbate, Respect. then figures out he can't do both and gives up. Cut to black. Title 120 hours. Exterior cliff base morning. Hugh is checking Facebook. He is hosting an event called Rescue Hugh. Parentheses rescue upside down smiling face. He hits refresh, but the attendance is still zero going 15 maybe. I'm going to die out here. Then there's a voice, which is just Hugh, but doing a cockneyed accent. Maybe not, pal. Who said that? It was me. 
Hugh looks down at his left hand. He is making a fist and wiggling his thumb to make it look like a mouth is talking. Andy! Oh, great. Now I'm hallucinating. Wow, wow, wow. Poor me. I'm a victim. Life's dealt me a shitty hand. Shut up, you muppet. There's a way out of here, you know. What is it? Tell me. But you ain't gonna like it. Tell me, damn it. It'll be easier if I just show you here. <laughs> Andy takes the penknife and starts cutting off Hugh's other hand. Dude, ow! Cut to black. <laughs> Title 126 hours. Close up of awesome high tech special effects like all the tendons and bones and stuff. Zoom out to reveal Hugh innocently slicing some ham. He's now <laughs> safely at home in his kitchen. Nice. Interior Hugh's kitchen slash bedroom evening. A bag of groceries and a freshly bandaged wrist stump show that Hugh just arrived home from the hospital. He puts the ham into a sandwich and takes it into bed. Sitting on the bed, his phone buzzes, and he checks it. An alert from the United States Department is telling everybody immediately practice social distancing. Title, zero hours, fade to black. post credit scene, interior, Hugh's bathroom, morning. He was looking at a guide to safe hand washing. All the pictures show a pair of hands rubbing together in various ways. He looks down at the sink, then his one hand, then back to the guide, then back to the sink, and so on. No! <laughs> that was fantastic. It's a, <laughs> what, a real like banner day for punny names. We had Stefan Tradesman and Hugh yeah. Briss. Hugh yeah. Briss. I just like a. I just. It's so weird to think of a family arriving at Ellis Island and they're like, "We're renaming you Briss." And yeah. it's like, really, that's the stereotype you're gonna do. You're gonna grab yeah. that event Oof. and you're gonna name my family after this. And then he's like, "Yes, Doctor Hugh Briss." Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, that was great. Thank you very much uh, uh, to for submitting that one to us as well. Um, so much fun. Hell we have yeah. ten, We got to get out of here because we okay. don't have free Zoom and it's ending. Okay. But thank you, Ed, for that one. Thank you, Fuller and Mike, for, for the Matrix script. Real quick, we're going to rattle off a couple. We'll do two before and afters, and then we're going to try a new game. All right? Okay. We know how before and afters Perfect. work, so we're going to real quick do a little uh, before and after situation. Before and after. Two movies have been smushed together into one. I will tell you the smushed together plot. You tell me the smushed together title. We both know how that, you both know how the game works. Here we go. Number one, a hyperviolent man submits to behavior modification to earn his freedom, but he finds out he cannot go because his counselor sent the wrong transcript with his college application. It's Upgrade County? Something Orange County. I don't know what the violent... Uh, is that Upgrade? It is not Upgrade. Yeah, it's a little too fringe. Is the other one Orange County? Yes. Yeah, it's I, definitely Orange County. I love that movie. Can, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, a Violent Man. That sounds so familiar. Yeah. It's a trope. It's, it's a, a trope that's been is done. A, it is a trope, but I, I, there, there is like a movie, right? I'm trying to think of what would rhyme with orange or go together with uh, with uh, county. Yeah. Uh. uh aren't you glad I didn't say no. banana? Ah <laughs> oh, man, I got nothing. Are we giving yeah. up? All right, we're looking for a clockwork. Ah. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness, that's wow. a county. That is such a. That is so embarrassing. That is really to get, to get wrong. Orange County. <laughs> yeah. Truly, 
two two film aficionados here who pick out the plot to Orange County based on nine words, but not a Stanley Kubrick movie <laughs> with the overlapping of a rarely used movie title word. That literally so invented stupid. that trope also. That is that's <laughs> and you guys are like, this is a trope. This is a trope. You're like, yeah, the guy made the movie that made the trope. <laughs> That's um, a good one. All right. All right. One. one more, one more. Okay. After accidentally auditioning for a school musical performance, two new friends must take on a savage, immortal barbarian in a fight to the death in order to claim a mystical prize. Oh, shit. Is that Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny for the second one? It, it is not. Read it again, please. After accidentally auditioning for a school musical performance, two new friends must take on a savage, immortal barbarian in a fight to the death to claim the mystical prize. Oh, there's a Bill and Ted thing going on here. Um, mystical. Bill and Ted's. No. I, nope. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, what the hell? All right. You, you want to know it? I give up, yeah. yeah We're looking for Highlander School Musical. Oh, my Highlander goodness. School Musical. I was trying to make Highlander to, references, too. Around. That was good. Well, that High School Musical good. is still yeah. technically first. The yeah, word you're high right. is there. You're right, you're right. All right, yeah. so we're going to test out. I want to test out this new game to see if there's any legs to it. This game is called Opposite Day. I tell you the opposite of a movie title. You tell me the title of the movie I've oppositified. Does that sound good? Yes. Yeah. We're going to start with a real easy one. The first one, the bad, the good, and the pretty. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Sure. Right. All that right. one got easy when I typed out. Here we go. Yeah. The loudness of the wolves. Um, silence of the, the lambs. Lamb. Silence, oh, of the lambs. silence of the lambs. Silence of the lambs. All right. And our last one. <laughs> our last one. Crap, I forgot what this one. Uh, commoner truces. What? Uncommon, uh, common an alternative truces? I al- almost did was extra truces. Not, uh, not great expectation. No, uh, extra. And my middle way, I think. I think there's legs to these games. To yeah, this this game. is a good game. We're looking I, commoner truces. We're looking for Star Wars. Oh. Star Wars. Oh. It is hard to come up with the opposite of a star. I also thinking, extra truces. I wasn't truces. thinking extra like actor. I was thinking extra like too much. Oh, yeah. I understand. Uh, that's the thing about words. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening to Never Seen It. Uh, um, I, we're going to post record a, an outro cause we got to get out of here before zoom kicks us okay. out. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Todd, for being here. Hell yeah. Uh, and we will, we will talk to everybody soon. Thanks. All right, cool. That is it. That's fan scripts. That's games. Oh, I love hanging out with Todd and Rebecca is very fun. Thank you for listening. Go find us on a line <laughs> on the line. Come, but really, if you, if you come follow me, that'd be great. Just I'm excited about this album. I, I think you guys will really enjoy it. it. You remember audiences? There's one in it. It's, it recorded last. Wow, pre-pandemic. It's so fun. I I'm really excited. Uh, I'm at Kyle Ayers wherever. The show's never seen a show wherever. And thank you guys very much. Come hang with us on Discord. Fart.kyleayers.com. Dot 
Scarpins Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.